This is a podcast from Your Dubai 92. Okay, here we go. Welcome to another edition of the George and Kitch Best of the Week podcast. We've got some highlights for the very last working from Who's Home as we rest our celebrity Rolodexes for a little while. I've got a feeling it might come back sometime soon. Also, I took on Rog in Two Topic Tuesday. We had TV and film streaming recommendations, as always, and news Nadia put her foot right in it before she quizzed us on the week's news. Yeah, the best thing you can do is get in touch with us at any point, anything you like or you absolutely hate. We love to hear from you. Get in touch, breakfast at divine92.com. We were just having uh, the most amazing conversation about The, Sim- the Simpsons because producer Roger was referring to, what was it? The, the Stonecutters. The Stonecutters. Yes. Not the Freemasons. Not the, oh, no, no. No, they're good. They're the two the good are guys. unrelated. No, I don't know where you're are. going with this. It's weird. And it was Nothing. just some sort of cult. And I, I think we, we feel like our show has become this underground cult. With no followers. Well, no, we, we need, I think we <laughs> need Jared a Jared Leto has more followers than us. And, you know, he's got that weird cult. Yeah, that's true. You know, the problem is we need a song. We, we do, do. We do. do. It's your Dubai 92 breakfast. With George and Kitch. Our inspirational moment to get us through these tough times. Yeah, we decided that... At the moment, what we would do, just take a minute at the beginning of every day and just have a think about some words. And who best is to go to for words than Dr. Seuss? Like a wordsmith. If things start happening, don't worry, don't stew. Just go right along and you'll start happening too. And I think we can all listen to Dr. Seuss this morning. We've just got to go along with it at the moment. Great quote. But I've always wondered, is, is, Dr., is Dr. Seuss the cat in the hat? That's what I yeah. That is Dr. Zeus. Yes. Dr. Zeus is not some scientist who's living in New York City who writes these books. He's actually the cat in the hat. Wisdom in kids' books. There's wisdom found absolutely anywhere. Yeah. I like it, George. It's your Dubai 92 breakfast. With George and Kitch. We're working from someone's home. It's Michael Kay. <laughs> Yes, we're sick of working from home, so we're working from someone else's home. It's the Academy Award-winning Sir Michael Caine, and he's joining us on the phone this morning as we have a bit of a chat to him. I can't believe Sir Michael Caine. Unbelievable. I'm chuffed to bits with this. I grew up watching the Italian job. It's, I mean, I've got to be honest, it's a massive honour to have you on the show this morning, Sir Michael Caine. How do you feel about it? It's been the greatest pleasure of my life to be able to do that for everybody. I just, you know? lo- I just love your voice. I can't believe we're talking to you. And whilst we're speaking, is this true? You've met producer Roger before, haven't you? He saw me and he said to me, what's your name, kid? <laughs> That's amazing. Sounds exactly like producer Roger. What happened then? I, I said, Michael Caine. He said, are you in that movie, Alfie? I said, yeah, 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 I am. So he said, i seen that movie, kid. You're going to be a star. Take my word for it. I wow. said, oh, thank you, sir. Thank oh, you very much. Well, that's, that's very good advice. He's giving you, giving, giving you some tips. Now, as radio announcers, you've got a great voice. Do you have any advice for us about how to be better broadcasters and better communicators? Talk low, talk slow, and don't say too much. And never wear suede shoes. <laughs> that is spot on. The best advice. Now, strange set of circumstances. It turns out Kitch has already been to this house, hasn't he? What happened there? I was wandering around my house, close to the front door of my house, on a Sunday morning, and and it's a glass door, and there was a man standing outside. That's a bit weird. He didn't miss his head, I take it. Now, Kitch rates his impressions. Do you think he could do a decent one of you? Oh, he he wouldn't be able to do it. His lips are too thick. (laughs) 
come on. <laughs> she was only 16 years old. She, anyway, Sir yeah, Michael, right. Sir Michael, thank you very much for coming on the show this morning. Well, thank you so much for, for talking to me. Wonderful. Sir Michael Kane. Legend. What an honour. Finally, we can say friend of the show. I'm chuffed to bits. I'd like to say best friend, but I think we should leave it at friend. Your Dubai 92 Breakfast with George and Kitch. On behalf of everyone, I've hit up Netflix yet again and working my way through the top ones in the UAE in no particular order. But the one I watched is number four currently trending in the UAE. It's called Dangerous Lies. And who's in Dangerous Lies? It's Camilla Mendes. No relation to Sean. I did look it up. She's been in some stuff before. Nothing major. He left everything to you. You folks going somewhere? We're moving into Leonard's house. Well... You're a very lucky woman. Shh, don't move. Someone's in the house. We don't need any of this. This house belongs to us now. I'm not going to let anybody take that away from us. I'm calling the police. No! Oh, I do like that. It sounds like a very 90s thriller. <laughs> do you know what? It really is. It's, I mean, it's got some twists and turns. I will give them that. The official synopsis is a care griver is drawn into a web of lies and murder after a wealthy elderly man dies and leaves his estate to her. And as you would want from anything like this, it involves diamonds and people who are double agents, as it were. They're not who they how think they are. How have I not heard of this movie? This sounds fantastic. No, it's terrible. It's really poor. It's straight to TV. I mean, you watch the first half just thinking, this. how are you going to string all this together? And to their credit, they do towards the end. But I just feel you could have done so much more with it. It was a decent idea, but who put it together? I don't don't know. How much did you give it out of 92? 21. Well, you know what? The fact is, that is the universe getting back at you for not (laughs) watching Star Wars. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. You wouldn't be given Star Wars 21, let me tell you that. 4th of May, where we like to think it is Star Wars Day. May the 4th be with you. Unfortunately, George has not seen Star Wars today, so we can't really properly review it. So nevertheless, we shall review <laughs> other movies today. And uh, producer Roger, what's the, uh, what's the film that you've seen? Extraction. Oh, Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth looking absolutely huge, I have to say, like bigger than the Thor films. It's a, a Netflix production, and it's a lot like a lot of films you've seen before. The Bourne Supremacy, uh, the new James Bond films, it feels a bit like that. Basically, Chris Hemsworth plays a mercenary who's a bit surly, a bit moody. He's got exterior issues. He's got interior issues. And he's brought in as a mercenary to extract a wealthy millionaire who is in jail, son. His son's been kidnapped. Um, And he's got to take him out and get him to safety through a really convoluted mission, which you just... To enjoy the film, you just have to kind of go with. You're like, why do they have to go through the jungle and cross this river? And <laughs> yeah, you're why? Just like, the, it's there fine. was a train station right there. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> totally fine. The action scenes look fantastic. There's some really gritty fights. There's some great four by four chases through the jungle and through the back streets of, um, uh, oh, I can't remember which city it's in. It's like Hyderabad or something like that. It's an Indian city that it's set in. Um, the only thing I'd say is, it's unnecessarily sweary. It's really got a lot of swear words in there that you just like, I don't need all this. I'm having fun. It's great. So it's well worth a watch. Wait, are you turning into my parents? They don't need swear words. Uh, Ruining the film. Watch it and you'll see what I mean. It's 
It's yeah, good. if you notice it, then that does mean there is a lot and it's unnecessary. You do notice it. Almost from the first scene, you notice it. You're like, oh, there's a lot of... It's almost used like punctuation. Ladies, we can fix him. <laughs> exactly. well, what is it with women thinking they can fix every man? <laughs> I've got to say, it's a Netflix production. And if, if nothing else, it just shows that Netflix are now like legit Hollywood style action producers they've got they're the budgets. it looks fantastic it looks brilliant um, it's not going to go down as a classic but put the lights off uh, and enjoy the film out of it's 92 good. what did you give it I'm going to give it a, a late 50s 58 George and Kitch on your Dubai 92 breakfast I would really like to know who you would choose as your lockdown buddy if you had that choice anyone at all now you might choose who you're with I imagine you might be in the minority right now. That might have you been, might. Well, you might have chosen that three months ago, but now you might be like, anyone but this person I'm married to. Or you've got to the point where you're just like, I found a way to live with this and I could, could not possibly change it up again. That's very true. Yeah. Now, in choosing a lockdown buddy, where are we locking down? Are we at my place? their place? Would that have an influence? I mean, part of me would love to bunker down with Arnold Schwarzenegger if it gets some mean to be in his rolling mansions with his miniature horses and his donkeys and I could, work no, out I with him cope. every day. That would freak me out, though. You just, you know, sitting trying to watch the telly and there's all do it, kinds do it, no. of animal life around you. Ah, no. No, not for me. I can see the benefits. And that's a nice place that Arnie's got. Very he's, nice In place. the Hollywood Hills, something there's, if you're bunkering down in his place... That'd be great fun. I quite. Do you know what? I might choose Michael Caine. Michael Caine off of yesterday's show. Michael Caine, really? You'd never get bored. Would you imagine the stories that he could tell you? His accent would get to me after a while. Oh, I love it. She was only eight years old. <laughs> and she would just... It's she, like he's in the room. It's uncanny. It, was, it would just annoy me. No. Well, part of me, you know, wants to think, oh, should I, you know, just bunker down with, you know, Shalise Theron or someone gorgeous. But... I don't know what she's like as a person, though. Don't know. Does it matter does it, if it's a nice view? Does it matter if we're stranded on a deserted island together? Don't know. Then again, if you're in a deserted island, it doesn't really matter who you bunker down with. You're going to have a good time. No, I still think someone could ruin okay, that, yeah. Could <laughs> you could have that guy, couldn't you? Let us know this morning, 4009, if you were going to be bunkering down with anyone, just who would it be? Would you go for the buddy? Would you go for a partner? Would you go for, you know, imagine being on a deserted island with the... Who's the who's the guy who does the documentaries? Is always hunting, hunting. Bear grills. Bear grills. Oh Producer dear, no. I mean, that'd be See, cool. That it's guy'd so... ruin the island. Why? Because he'd make you drink your own. Yes. Every time Hold I on. try and watch him, mate. There's fresh water here. Yeah, but we can do this here on the island, dude. You're in a shop. There is no need at all. It's unhygienic. Yeah, not Bear Grylls for me. Much as he is quite easy on the eye. Um, before we put producer Roger on the spot with his choice, we've had, unsurprisingly, quite a few in for Jason Momoa. Apparently he ticks a lot of boxes. Uh, this is sweet, Alex, and I'd keep my wife. And then does say she's a good cook. Really? But, you know, we all got to have reasons, so whatever it is that you're keeping her, that's fine. Why is it that uh, I've got here, Max and Simon have all said that they just wouldn't want to bunker down with their wives, uh, but the girls that have come through have basically said hunky, good-looking guys. Yeah, Jason, Jason, Jason. Now, we asked producer Roger... Well, we used to, I asked his wife who she would want to go in lockdown with. What did she say? <laughs> well, let me ask you first. Who would you like to go in lockdown with? Well, assuming Laura's not available. 
No, 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 no one no said caveat. that. There's no caveat. <laughs> no one even hinted at that. Who are you choosing? Nicole Kidman, Isla Fisher? I'd have to. Um, <laughs> Julia Roberts. I mean, there's a type. There's, ha- there's a list of red-headed ladies. I'd have to get a squad together that would cover all the bases that Laura covers, you see. Assuming oh, Laura's not. Oh, what are you saying? I'd need oh, four Hugh. women. I'd need four women <laughs> to cover up my look. Look at you, Hugh. No, I need something for the brain. So I'm going David Attenborough because he could just tell me all the stories of his travels. If you do that, you keep him safe, okay? Because yeah, he's yeah. precious. Uh, exactly, and it gives me a purpose to keep yeah. for the good of humanity. Yeah, David Attenborough with us um, for uh, a bit of comedy. I'd go Kristen Wiig. She's just hilarious. I do. I actually, you know what? Help me, I'm poor. I've always yes. had a bit of. I've always had a bit of a thing for Kristen Wiig. Yeah, she's the actress from Bridesmaids because uh, she's funny. She does impersonations better than me, and she loves old Volvos like I do. Continue as you were. Yeah, right? that's niche. <laughs> and then I'd go for sporting superstar A to keep me fit and B to keep me interested with stories. So I'm going World Cup winner Johnny Wilkinson. Johnny Wilkinson. A, yeah, Johnny. What a yeah, Johnny. It's a, lot, it's a lot of dudes. Oh, yeah, well, you know, got to cover all the bases. Yeah. Isn't, that, isn't that funny? Because when we Christian asked your wife, her response was, a lot of dudes as well. <laughs> <laughs> so let's leave it at that. Thank you very much to producer Roger's wife. <laughs> Clearly, it's a match made in heaven between the two of you. Your Dubai 92 Breakfast with George and Kitch. George, I, I've got a feeling that maybe, just maybe, you have been converted to a, be a basketball fan on the back of The Last Dance Bulls documentary. In that I would like to go to a game. Uh, I was planning to, that was on the list anyway, get to something at the Staples Centre. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's going to be a little delayed, like all plans at the moment. That's fine. I'm never going to particularly understand the rules or anything like that. But, you know, it's action and I, that's cool. And they're really tall and it fascinates me, tall people. But there's so much drama behind uh, a sporting event because I find that with a lot of sport, it is theatre. There are good guys and bad guys and there's enemies and there's the hero. And if you're watching a sport that you don't really watch before and you don't know those characters, it's harder to get involved. That's why I think a lot of guys see this as their emotional output. They get so worked up on because it, they don't know how it's going to end. But they're these, they're these characters that they watch like you might watch a TV show. And they're really tall dudes. Well, they are when it comes to basketball. (laughs) Episodes five and six of the Michael Jordan documentary dropped yesterday on Netflix. And they focused, I liked it because they focused on the 93 series with my hero, Charles Barkley, going down in game six, the Phoenix Suns to the Bulls. It still still causes me pain to this day. Even I know, and I, I don't know what the sporting terms are, but the plays in that were amazing. What these guys can do, just ridiculous. But the reason I liked these episodes the best... Two reasons. One, Kobe. Kobe Bryant. And the second one is that they started talking about the endorsements. And I was hoping that they would, like uh, Michael Jordan, what Nike did with his own range of shoes. And that actually it was quite a revolutionary deal at the time. So that for me was fascinating. But the highlight by far, if you'll remember from back in season one, there was former Chicago resident by the name of Barack Obama. Yes, of course. He's actually been promoted by episode five to president i saw that do you know why no because people complained they said it was disrespectful and the guy who did the program was like oh come on it's obviously an in joke like it's barack obama he's got a sense of humor like he's the kind of dude that would find it funny and they were like don't care that is a former president and you will respect that so he said well don't worry about it he'll get a promotion by episode five as he did and what i didn't realize didn't spot at the time as well did you in episode one the former arkansas governor 
Is Bill Clinton? Bill Clinton. Yeah, he was in episode one. Yeah, even he he didn't get former president either. Well, I would have. I I liked the joke. I mean, former Chicago resident. Genius. What? Well, I did think that was a bit low. I, If I was making it, I would have listed uh, Barack Obama, Chicago Bulls fan. Yep. And, but I do get the joke of like, well, come on, he's, he's clearly... He did some other stuff. ...the American president, and now we've got him on just because he's a Bulls fan. I liked that. Yeah, I liked it a lot. But, you know, people will complain and take to Twitter, so he's got his promotion. And we spoke about those endorsements. We think about Nike, the, the statistics... Statistics were amazing that they were hoping for, a, like, maybe uh, to sell a uh, 100,000 shoes in the first year. And they ended up going through millions and millions of dollars. His first deal was with 250,000 US. And the usual payment at the time was 100. And was, that's where the 100 came from. And they sold, like, 12 million in the first year. And didn't he wear a brand new pair every match? Yeah, I think so. I think How, he probably I did. That, I don't understand. I mean, apart from the lacing alone, I could not deal with. But I didn't realise that, yeah, when it came to supporting a certain political party, he didn't want to give give to one side or the other on the view that everyone buys sneakers and I don't want to alienate one party. I just want to shoot some hoops. Just his mindset, his unshakable resilience and focus on the goal. The frightening focus. I like this one from Michael Jordan the celebrated greatest basketball player of all time. It says, I've missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I've lost almost 300 games. 26 times I've been trusted to take the game-winning shot and I missed. I've failed. I've failed over and over and over again in my life and that's why I succeed. Can't be afraid to fail. It's powerful. It is, yeah. However, the only thing is, my little niggle with oh, that... Yeah, what's, the, what's the caveat, yes? ...is that I don't believe the initial figures. I believe they're way more precise than that. And I believe he knows to the exact number oh, for mean, every single thing that has happened in his life. 9,000? I don't think so. So it is technically true, <laughs> but it's probably closer to 14,000. But he just rounds it down to over 9,000. No, I imagine it's more like 13,956. Yes, but he doesn't just say 13,000. Yeah. He still takes it down a few tricks. Yeah. He's putting it in layman's terms for the rest of us. Although he did put 26 times up in trusted to take the winning shot and missed. That, I believe, absolutely. 26 is the number. I've lost almost 300 games. There's a roundup. That is. So Michael Jordan giving us the inspirational quote for today. It's your Dubai 92 Breakfast. With George and Kitch. I need to get some weights for cycle two of Joe Wick's 90-day plan. And I was thinking adjustable dumbbells because I've been on the Facebook groups and that's what everyone says is the easiest to have at home. But someone suggested to me water weights. Yeah, I use those. I have never heard of them before. You just... What, what, how, what? Oh, I don't use water weights. I use the six-pack of water because it's nine kilos. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, that's what you meant. no. Because that I've got, but I need something a bit, um, bit more adjustable. You know, the, some ki- I need some kits, basically. You take, the, you take the bottles of water out and then you put them back in. I'm going to invest a little bit, but I have never before heard of these water weights. Is, is that where what you just take the water out, depending on how heavy they've I got to be? I think so. But does that work mid-workout? Because I was thinking you needed, uh, you needed different weights because, you know, you were doing a, a tricep, which you generally have lighter weights. Yeah. And then maybe you're doing a chest, so you need... Heavier weights. Maybe I have to stand in the bath and do it, you know, so you can like, fill up. And... Probably works. Is it? I mean, is this a real thing or is someone having me on? I'm going to Google it. I just, I thought, do you know what? I'll just ask Kitch, he'll know. And I'm here oh, to blanket. No, I, I, I don't know. I just, I just use my, my 
I've got two six packs of water. Aqua Bells dumbbells. Water weights are water filled bags, safe, practical, and economical method of non destructive. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, no, that's not quite the right thing. But there is something here that. No, hang on. Someone might be having me on. Yeah, no, I think someone's having me on. Someone's having you on here, George. So it's not an actual thing. If anyone knows, could you let us know? 4009. Yeah. Yeah, let us know. On, no, they? they're real. They're definitely real. I've got, I've got a few. Actually, I'll get it. I'll bring a few of them in tomorrow. It's first of April tomorrow, isn't it? <laughs> it's your Dubai ninety two breakfast with George and Kitch. The boss calls it the favourite part of the week. I love it too. Two topic Tuesday, where two of us on the show, between Roger, George, and myself, are given two topics, and they have to find an unbelievably crazy way to try and link these two random subjects together. Now, yesterday when I was thinking up these, it was Star Wars. May the fourth be with you. And I thought, you know what? Let's have a bit of a Star Wars theme. Yay. Don't get so excited. <laughs> so, remind me again, George, the two topics I gave you? You gave to me Eurostar, London to Paris, to Darth Vader. Ooh. Yay. The Eurostar, London to Paris, to Darth Vader. Okay. Are you ready to go with this one? I am ready. Are you? I am. You got your weird scoring system ready? Yeah, I got my weird scoring system ready, George. Marvellous. Here we go. Away. The Eurostar is an international high-speed railway service which connects London with, amongst others, Paris. If you were to take this service, you could choose to alight at Disneyland Paris, where magic gets real. For €107 or 429 dirhams, you can have access to the park for one day. Or you will be able to when it's open again. Disneyland Paris is home to Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse when they are in France. The Mouses are in fact a married couple, though on screen she serves as his leading lady as well. They were first drawn in 1928 in the cartoon Steamboat Willie, which makes them 92 and currently self-isolating due to being in the more vulnerable elderly category. They are joined there by the now Colonel Tom Moore, who has just turned 100 and therefore is older and wiser than the mouses. He has just received his birthday telegram from the Queen of England, who is six years his junior at 94, making her just two years older than the mouses. If she didn't want to trek to Paris for some theme park fun, Chessington World of Adventures is practically on the doorstep at 15.6 miles away. But if she wanted to ride on Nemesis Inferno, like Will from the Inbetweeners, she would have to go a little bit further, 24.3 miles to Thorpe Park. Moot points, as it's also closed, but it's worth the wait for reopening for her, as the ride features four inversions. Smiler at Alton Towers beats it by a long way, though, with 14 inversions, the most in the world. It's not the fastest in the world, though, a record held by the Formula Rossa at Ferrari World in Abu Dhabi. You can, of course, break the records yourself where roller coasters are concerned, like noted coaster fanatic Richard Rodriguez, who rode the Pepsi Max Big One and Big Dipper roller coasters at Pleasure Beach in Blackpool, UK, for 405 hours constantly, to each their own. For those more into IT than coasters, the number 405 is more recognisable as the HTTP status code when a service says no. And for others, it brings to mind the 405th Battalion. This squadron of clone troopers were based in the relentless Jedi cruiser under the supervision of Admiral Hoax. And they may be good fighters, but they're no 501st Legion made up of elite stormtroopers, also known as the personal legion of Darth Vader. Unbelievable. What a performance. George. Didn't think it was possible there. (laughs) Anything's possible.
But looking through all of those uh, all of those great chapters that you went through, I mean, you went for Disneyland. That's a great one when you're looking at uh, the Eurostar train. And then when you think about it, I mean, you've also got uh, Mickey and Minnie. Uh, you mentioned Steamboat Willie. That is always a great trivia question. What it was is, yeah. Mickey yeah. Mouse's first cartoon, Steamboat Willie. Colonel Tom, formerly Captain Tom, uh. got a bit of a record. Will from the Inbetweeners, was he the... Was he the one with the glasses whose mum was always good looking? Yes. I like him. Who got in trouble for um, causing a bit of a fuss on the roller coaster. We'll leave it at that. Uh, there was the reference to Pepsi Max. I did like that. There was also Ferrari Works, the local reference, finally tying it in to Darth Vader. Darth Vader himself. How much research did you do on Darth Vader? That took a while. I thought you might have. I couldn't work out what was true and what wasn't because I've no idea. Out of 92, I'm giving you a score of 73. Ooh, 73. That nice. That is the score to beat. Producer Roger, are you ready to go? I can't believe what I've I'll turn your mic on first. Producer Roger, are you ready to go? I can't believe what I've just witnessed. I threw Roger a bit of a Star Wars themed one as well. What were yours? Mine were the Star Wars Millennium Falcon. He's been stringing us along all morning, George, saying only one of us had a Star Wars one. Sneaky. That's my starting That's their point. ship, is it? The Falcon? It is one of the ships, yes. Okay. You'll find it's out. It's the good guy's ship. <laughs> it's the good guy's ship. Okay. And my end point is Captain Tom Moore, who came up in your uh, well, two topics as well, George. I was incorrect. It's now Colonel Tom. It is Colonel Tom. Don't worry. I'll address that. Can we put that in corrections? Apologies. I'll address that, don't you worry. All right. The score of 72 is the score to beat. Producer Roger, good luck. The Star Wars Millennium Falcon features in eight of the Star Wars films and also many of the Star Wars spin-offs. The ship herself, as she is always referred to as a female, is vastly interesting. And we could dedicate an entire show to the intricacies of the Corellian Engineering Corporation YT-1300F light freighter, but we won't do that because we want to keep George in the studio with us. <laughs> but in the film Solo, a Star Wars story, the Millennium Falcon is embodied by the drone L337. And she was the first ever female droid in the Star Wars history. Many fans and critics actually believe that this character saved the movie Solo from being a complete disaster with her dry wit and sarcastic delivery. That dry wit and sarcastic delivery came from none other than the darling of British comedy that played... L337, Miss Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Miss Waller-Bridge is most famous for being the multi-award winning writer and star of the comedy Fleabag and the writer of the fantastic drama Killing Eve. Interestingly, her older sister, Isabel Waller-Bridge, composed the musical store for her little sister, Phoebe's TV show Fleabag. Another and arguably the most successful family collaboration in the entertainment industry is that of the brothers Harry, Albert, Sam and Jack, who built one of the first major Hollywood studios after releasing silent, f- silent movies with a trained dog named Rin Tin Tin. The popularity of Rin Tin Tin paved the way for financially for the brothers to form what we now know as the 97-year-old company Warner Brothers. The dog Rin Tin Tin was a male German shepherd rescued from a World War I battlefield as a puppy by an American soldier, Lee Duncan, of the 135th Aero Squadron in 1918. German shepherds are one of many breeds of dog favoured by the military and the police as working dogs. They're picked for their temperament not being too heroic, not being too timid, their obedience with a handler or trainer and their ability to form complex tasks 
under pressured and stressful environments. Other breeds of dogs that the police forces use around the world are the Belgian Shepherd, the Rottweiler, the Bloodhound and the Dutch Herder. In late April 2020, West Midlands Police Force in the UK closed the public vote to name a Dutch Herder puppy. Overwhelmingly, the public voted that the pup was named after a World War II veteran, a man who by his 100th birthday had raised over £32 million in just 24 days. That's 146 million dirhams. A man who received birthday wishes for his 100th year from the Queen of England, Prince Charles, the Secretary General of the UN, Boris Johnson and Harry Kane. A man who is the first to have a number one single at the age of 100 and a man whose title the Queen promoted on his 100th birthday from captain to colonel. The public voted that that dog be named Captain Tom Moore. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> Remarkable stuff. They also made him an honorary member of the cricket team. They did? Yeah. They painted a post box after him. Yeah, WWE belt. Yeah, yeah. It goes to show you, I mean, going off topic there, but it just goes to show you that life is always in front of you. The best bits of life at any point in time, you've got to imagine the best is yet to come. Yep. Enough of inspirational quotes for today. Save that for tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, looking at looking at those, I mean, it was great to hear that the Millennium Falcon was a female. Yeah. I didn't realise they always call her a she. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's, I think it's named after that tradition of ships being her, she, but going the lady. In, but going into the World War One battlefield, because really, I've always felt that World War One doesn't get enough recognition from history buffs. Everyone <laughs> focuses on the World War Two, right? But the World War One needs more recognition. Working dogs, flea bag, puppies. I mean, puppies was yeah. in there. It's a winner. <laughs> oh, I don't know. It was close. But, you know, given that George was able to incorporate Captain Tom as well. Yeah, I, know, yeah. I didn't know. I didn't yeah, know. She she managed, managed, I don't know what was going well on. But done. she got Captain Tom. There was the local uh, Ferrari world in there of Abu Dhabi. I'm going to have to give it to George. George, you're the winner That's for fair. today. Close That's one. Fair. That's What's fair. What's his score, though? 70. That's I'll very close. I'll take that. But nevertheless, it's another win for George for Two Topic Tuesday. Uh, it's your Dubai 92 Breakfast with George and Kitch. The recorder. I just believe there was a teacher somewhere that just didn't like parents and decided, right, I'm going to let every eight-year-old now learn the recorder to go home and have that annoying, nasally, wany sound for every single parent. Yeah, there's a reason that no one else plays the recorder. Because no. it's a terrible instrument. You never see any guys, 16-year-olds at parties... Pulling out the recorder to impress a few people, do you? I'd probably be more impressed by that, actually, to be <laughs> fair. It's your Dubai 92 Breakfast. With George and Kitch. I think I've just realised I've been, uh, again, had at work on another practical joke. It's just, it's just, this is like two in one day. Yeah, it's possible that you might have been. It's really quite possible, well, to be our, fair. One of our colleagues said, hey, can you, say hi to, uh, can you say hi to Chris? He's worried that he doesn't say hello to you. And I'm like, say hello to me? He hasn't seen me in weeks. We've got a social distance. We don't want to stay apart. Now I've realised I had to go and make a fool of myself and go over, you know, wave from a distance, obviously, your two metres, and make a big deal. And I was the one who was just fed to the, you know, lions. And uh, What is so it with me? Do I, can we, I need some, I seriously need some life advice at times. And just, you know, as soon as someone's, hey, will you do this? I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay. Without really thinking through the steps. Did you do it already? Of course I did. So randomly you just went up to his studio, <laughs> With all the waving. Well, we've got nine studios here. He's one of the other announcers who's uh, in the studio. So I just did the waving from out, you know, social distancing yeah. from the other yeah. side of the glass. I was waving, you know, as if it was 1964 and he was Paul McCartney and yeah. I was just going really crazy. 
I mean, it's a nice thing, though. You've not done anything wrong. Yeah, I know. i just got to think things through. It should be the motto of my life. Just just take a deep breath and think it through before you do it. Or the classic, yeah, will do, and then never think about it again. <laughs> Don't do the thing, but say you will do the thing. What's that saying you always have? Every day's a school day? Every day's a school day, yeah. yeah. Every day's a work from school day. George and Kitch. On your Dubai 92 breakfast. There is, on this month's British Vogue, the oldest ever cover star. Who is she? Have you seen it? No, I haven't. But I know British Vogue has always been the piece de resistance when it came to Vogue. I mean, there was American Vogue. There were some European Vogues. Oh, you mean other Vogues. But British Vogue was the only one that had a name in front of it. Not just Vogue. British Vogue. I'm going to say M and I'm going to show you the picture. (gasps) Dame Judi Dench graces the cover this month. Incredible. How old is she now? 85 and she looks... Amazing. That's growing old with Grace, isn't it? She she has had some work done. Yes, but it's not ridiculous. No, she's not looking like Cher. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a whole different bag of worms. That's very bizarre. So 85 years young, and here she is, her first Vogue cover, which is just amazing. And her eyes are so bright. They're brighter than like some 20-year-old. She just looks full of life. Well, technology is a good thing, you see. Yeah, but I don't think she looks that much different. Like when you see her in the films, she's got some spark in her. Now, what's she on the cover for? Is she selling something? Has she got a movie coming out? What's the reason for the focus? I think just because she's Dame Judi Dench. Yeah, they just wanted to have a chat with her. Now, this was before lockdown, but they discussed it. They were talking uh, about life in her Surrey home and her dislike for the word retirement. She's wearing Dolce and Cabana, but essentially it's just that she's a legend. So they thought they'd put her on the cover. Well, I think it's a congratulations. Maybe we haven't done this for a while. Maybe Dame Judy Gents should be the one getting our yay for the day. Well-deserved Dame Judy Dench. 85 years old. I wish I looked that I hope I looked that good at 85. So do I. I'm still working, still bringing in the bucks. You know, I've seen her in a lot of films. Uh, what is it, the Marigold? Was, it, was she in that one as well? Hotel Marigold? Yeah. Uh, nothing beats where she played uh, uh, Bond. M, yes. Bond, you must do this. And I was like, well, <laughs> Judy Dench told me to do that, go and kill a man. It'd be hard to say no. You really wouldn't want to argue with her, would you? Nah, she's good. What a superstar she is. There's hope for all of us. George and Kitch. On your Dubai 92 breakfast. One of the things we've now got to do each day we go to work, and we've done it a few times when we have to go to the supermarket, is this process we're going through that is to line up and someone with a temperature gun has to line it right at your forehead and take it to see what your temperature is. Or you work through, walk through the thermal scanner. That's there as well. Yes. But anyone who goes through this process, I always find as I'm lining up to have my temperature tested, I feel like I'm automatically in trouble. There's this feeling of... That, I get that. You know, it's like when you go through the airport scanner, when you go through the metal detector, suddenly you think, oh, what, are, oh, what are they find? Is this, have, I, have I left that, you know, my, my nail scissors in the bag? And, <laughs> you know, and then suddenly the whole plane's going to stop? Whoever's generally got the temperature gun seems to have the power of a nine-year-old with a water pistol which yeah. is unlimited power, and then they line it up to you like it's going at your head. And my first thought is, I'm in a spy movie, and then the red dot is going at my forehead, and someone's going to come out of the bushes somewhere and take me out. I just get the thing where I'm trying to keep a social distance, but you just have to lean forward to get your forehead in range. I've had that a lot. But what, what annoys me is that 
So we used to get it done before we come into the studios. Absolutely right. And our lovely security guard would tell us our number. Yeah. And so every day I'd say, oh, yeah, yes, a little bit up or a little bit down from yesterday. Not much in it. But, you know, uh, that's my drama in my life at the moment. But when you go into a mall, like when I go into the Golden Mall, they don't tell you. You just get a nod. Like, yeah, you're okay. And I'm kind of like, well, but... No, just, I want to just, know the number. I want to know the, this is my like third or fourth of the day. Can you just want to know the numbers? Yeah, no like reason. Some countries, when you're driving along, they have speed cameras or auto detectors, and you can see the speed will come up. And the smiley the face. Don't make it sad. Yeah. Yeah. I want to know what it is because a couple of times I've come in and it's been 36.2, and I've thought, is that too low to come in? Have I, have I got some sort of thyroid problem? Why is my temperature so low? Yeah, I don't think there's a minimum on it, just a very, very firm maximum. No, but I do have ultimate respect for you holding the temperature gun and the power that you have over me at that one moment. Yeah, and me leaning in with my forehead trying to get it close enough. Oh, it's too oh. funny, but it's, as the management says, it's the new normal. It is the new norm. In the current climate. George and Kitch. On your Dubai 92 breakfast. Charlie Sheen. Good to have you on this morning. I've always wanted to ask, how are you around the house? I use a blender. I use a vacuum cleaner. I use, uh, you know, I, you know, household items. And how are you with a vacuum cleaner, for example? Are you good? Are you good with a vacuum cleaner? That's how I roll. I have one speed. I have one gear. Go. Well, I, I thought that. You know, the fact is, you're actually a massive television star. So I'm sure you've seen the television show Tiger King. Now, the big show at the moment is Tiger King. What is it about Tiger King that makes you so much like Tiger King and makes you relate to it? Well, me, I'm different. I just have a different constitution. I have a different brain. I have a different heart. I have a different, you know, I get tiger blood, man. And we can't forget producer Roger, the hero of our show, sometimes known as the people's champion. Are you aware of his work? I mean, what's not to love? Well, would you be able to invite him inside too? He's stuck in the car outside. No, because I'm not going to period the end. <laughs> Well, uh, that's a bit crazy. So you're happy to just have George and Kitch, the two of us, in the house? That's enough of a win for you? I'm by winning. Yeah. I, I win here and I win there. Now what? I think he should really come inside. Shut up. Stop. Move forward. Well, I actually think you're being a bit rude when you think about it. We've had Bradley Cooper, Adam Sandler, John Travolta, all of those other people in there. They, they didn't treat us like this. Make me like them? Not going to happen. You sure? I mean, we could try. Try it? Oh, okay. Just try it. No, just do it, man. Look, you're not making any sort of sense. Um, is your brain okay? You borrow my brain for five seconds and just be like, dude, can't handle it. Because it just, it fires in a way that is, um, I don't know, maybe not from this particular uh, terrestrial uh, realm. I have no doubt I couldn't handle it. And quite frankly, that is a little bit on the creepy side. Should we get out of here? Yeah, I think so. I think we'll just have to say a big thanks to Charlie Sheen. Thanks. Finishing up on Working From Who's Home. What a way to end. Oh, jeez. It was a bit crazy there for a while, but uh, I think it's good to be out of his house. And producer Roger, how do you feel that you didn't even make it inside? Devastated. I just wanted a moment with him just to absorb that brain. But for safety reasons, though, staying outside would have been my preferred option. <laughs> I actually think you're kind of lucky to some degree. It's your Dubai 92 breakfast with George and Kitch. Joined by News Nadia. But before I let her talk, I'm going to finally tell you what she said to me. This has been the longest tease yeah. in the history of radio shows. I know, it's been a lot of sizzle on this one. Yeah, so I was in the corridor and uh, having a social distance chat with Nadia. And she happened to mention, oh, I'm saying, you know... My mum says that, I keep on saying things that my mum does. And I said, oh, so I get near to 40, exactly the same. And Nadia turned around and she said to me, really? Is that all you are? Ooh. <laughs> it was Nadia. A, it was a, ooh. ooh. Oh, no, no. How can you turn that one round? Solid burn. It was right? A, 
It was a compliment. It was kind of like envious. Oh gosh, are you only 40? No, 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 no. Listen, <laughs> listen. <laughs> digging, digging. Nadia, I'm speaking from experience. As a man who, in every relationship of my life, has spent his whole time backtracking <laughs> over, like, you know, when it's that whole idea of, oh, what do you want? Do you want this for dinner or this for dinner? And I'm like, look, just suit yourself, whatever you want. You know, I always, I always just get it wrong where, you know, I'm usually that guy when if a partner sends me a photo of them and their best friend, I'll go, wow, your best friend looks really nice. <laughs> oh, I'm that guy. Wrong. Okay, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, from experience, Nadia, there's nothing you can do when you're in the hole. Don't try and dig yourself out. You just have to say, I'm yeah. sorry, and just keep on walking. It's another one of those open mouth insert foot on Nadia's <laughs> behalf. Sorry about that. It was a compliment, genuinely. Yes. <laughs> I've got half an hour radio out of it, so uh, I think we've reached a deal here. But, but you the owe fa- me. But the, fact <laughs> is, the fact is, Nadia, when I met George as well, my first thought was, are you only 40? <laughs> really? Two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... What is the campaign to light up the Burj Khalifa and donate 12 million meals called? Please help! I need a chandelier. Well, it's on its donation box. Absolutely spot on. George's on the board. Correct. OK. Repatriation flights are starting today for those who want or need to return home to which country? Please help! I need a chandelier. Go for it. India. Yes. Quick draw McGraw there. Okay. So what do I need? I need two here to stay in the game. You certainly do. Okay. Um, Who's playing the role of Joe Exotic in the... I was always different to my friends growing up. (laughs) Went to George. Nicholas Cage. Yes, 100%. That means George. How easy was that? That's the best result I've had in a long, 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 long time. An absolute clean sweep, three zip. It really is. I mean, she didn't stop for breath there. It was just bang, bang, bang. I did nearly break the TV on the wall, but it's a good result. And I think IT would agree, worth it. Well well done. What were the other questions we've got? Just just, just just so I can get a point on the board. He is so competitive. He's so competitive, really. Okay, so if you're under a certain age or over a certain age, you are not allowed into shopping malls. But what are those ages? I was always different to my friends growing up. A 12 to 60. They're the ages you've got to be to get in. Absolutely right. So you can't be over 60. That's right. You're quite right there. And a five-year-old boy was stopped by US troopers driving an I SUV. I was always different to my friends growing up. You uh, can jump the gun if you like. What's it, the question? <laughs> the question was going to be, what state was he in? No. Okay. What luxury car was he going to buy? Lamborghini. That's right. And he was in Utah, I believe. Good heavens, what, George, have you, what, have you, what have you had for breakfast? Utah always sticks in the memory because of Utah Saints. <laughs> so. I always think of Utah because of uh, Gary, Gary Busey in the film Point Break. Hey, Utah, give me two. <laughs> give me two. Is that not where the, um, where the Osmonds are from? Utah as well, yeah, of are course. They? Everyone, everyone that likes to sing and dance with big teeth. That's how they all are in Utah. <laughs> That's how they all look. And Nadia, There's a word for them. Right, Nadia, thank you so much. When I look at you, I think to myself, are you only years old? <laughs> <laughs> George and Kitch on your Dubai ninety two breakfast. So that was this week's podcast. So here are some of the quarantine purchases that people sent us on the Facebook live stream that we did on Wednesday evening. We asked you for your online bargains, and you sent us some absolute beauties. Yeah, there were some great ones here. And Marilyn said, hey, George and Kitch, love the show. I got myself a ladder for two reasons. One, I did not want to borrow someone else's ladder or one that was in the building, which is fair enough. And two, I have more time.
time to DIY stuff around the house as well. Thank you, George and Kitchen. Uh, you guys are great for doing this this evening. Regards, Marilyn. I'm envious of that. I'd like my own ladder. Also, Sheena, who brought a healthy spray to make her home as clean as possible. I love that. I love a spray mop. They're the best. What's a spray mop? So oh, it's, okay. it's like a mop, but the spray thing goes in it as well. So super clean and smelling gorgeous. And uh, Shut Up says, I absolutely love uh, programs. So I bought a sequence. Uh, it's fun for all the family. This is a board game. And the tagline I'm going to make into a little song as well. It's fun. It's challenging. It's exciting. It's sequence. I haven't heard of sequence. I haven't either, but it looks like that's the kind of game you fall out with your family over. That's what you want to be playing on a Saturday afternoon. Yeah, they're the best ones after you've had that long lunch and enjoy it. Enjoy it. If you want to get in touch, you can. Breakfast at Dubai92.com. See you next week. Thanks for listening to this podcast from your Dubai 92. Listen live across the UAE on the Dubai 92 app at Dubai92.com or 92FM on your radio.